Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello everyone, thanks for joining us for another exciting episode. We are Very happy exciting to episode. be back here. We are T-minus... Five hours to the launch of Disney Plus for those of you. Mac can't wait. We are recording this on a Monday night, so by the time Mac doesn't you, care about Disney Plus, he just cares about the Mandalorian. Care about everything. Uh, by the time this pod airs, by the time this pod will be available to you, Disney Plus will have launched. Um, he's probably right. The only thing I'm probably going to watch tomorrow is the Mandalorian, just because it's one episode. Um, but there's a whole bunch of stuff. You know, it's about oranges, right? Mandarin, the Mandarin. No, that's not it. Okay. Um, it's, it's about it's, Florida. It takes place in Florida. Nope, still not it. Um, we're going to jump into it. Uh, thank you guys so much for all your positive feedback and for all your clicks and all your listens, uh, all your you know views and, and all that stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's really helping us out. So thank you so much. I second that. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here working with you, buddy. Always yeah. a good time. Yeah. Shall we get into some fan questions? Let's do this. We have one. Uh, we have one question this week. We're going to kind of tackle, and it could be a larger topic. Wrote down some quotes. Wrote down Absolutely. some ideas. Um, it's targeted for Joe, but I'll okay. chime in. Okay. Yeah. Um, Joe, no interest in for Joker two. If Phoenix and Phillips return, would you hate the idea of Phoenix joining Pattinson and the Batman? Do you want to go over some of the quotes I took down? Or do you want to answer just question, the two questions, kind of well, part by part? the questions. I think I think the quotes that we wrote down are a bit different. I wrote down. I wrote down two. So one is. is oh, you wrote down. I wrote down two. Um, Where? I, I just wrote them down. Oh, okay. I just, Sorry. I just, okay. No, that's okay. Joe Joe did a bunch of other stuff. We yeah, kinda, yeah. We I, had, we talk, I was yeah. confused. On what we had talking. split assignments, so Joe did his job very well. Uh, I just didn't fill him in. Um, so Joaquin Phoenix okay. had a quote okay. this week, okay. and it was, I guess the fear was that you get locked into doing something repeatedly that you don't care about. That doesn't motivate or excite you. Part of the whole attraction to me was there was no expectation. I didn't sign a deal to do more films. It was a one-off. Yep. I wouldn't just do a sequel just because the first movie is successful. Good. That's ridiculous. Good. Um, yeah, another quote that okay. said, long before the release, or before we had any idea if it would be successful, we talked about sequels. In the second or third week of shooting, I was like, Todd, can you start working on a sequel? There's way too much to explore. So those are two different quotes from two okay. different outlets, two different things. Okay. Right? So he could be feeling very... We don't know what he was thinking of in those two different moments, right? Right. The Seems like it's heads or tails right there. Right. And I, I a little more background on Phoenix. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch was offered the role of Doctor Strange first. He originally passed on it, and then it was offered to Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix signed on the dotted line, wanted to do it, said he was all gun ho about it, then he pulled out when he realized it was a five-film commitment. Didn't want to do it. And then they circled back to Benedict Cumberbatch, and he kind of signed on and did it. Um, So this kind of feels like that idea of, I don't want to get locked into this five-year, six-year, whatever, I mean... Robert Downey Jr. ten year commitment where that's all he's he's doing. Right? We're not going to say it's that extent. Um, so I get it, but to, we'll answer the first question first. Okay. 
Um, so you have no interest for Joker two if Phoenix and Phillips return. You wouldn't even give it a chance. If they if they both came out and said, "Hey, we got this idea. We think we're going to continue the story," would you give it a chance? No, you wouldn't even give it a chance because to me, it takes away from the originality and well, you don't know what it is though. It doesn't matter. It's the uniqueness of the story. There was no Joker part two. I mean, partly partly because. Heath Ledger passed away, but they weren't going to reincorporate the Joker into a future film. Right, because it wasn't the Joker trilogy. It was the Dark Knight trilogy. I understand that. So that's I'm a just whole saying, separate like, conversation. Not necessarily, not for me, because it's like, this was a one-off. This was the origin story. There doesn't need to be a sequel. Would I have no interest? I would have I would have lukewarm interest if both of them signed on. I would have lukewarm interest. Right. Would I would I hate the idea of, to second question. Would you hate the would I hate the idea of Phoenix joining Patterson and the Batman? Absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because to me number 1 and I think your quote speak the quote that you took from Phoenix the first one definitely speaks to me. He's not a franchise guy. That's not his interest. He he might be, um, and this is a stretch. Um, it ties into the later topic we're going to talk about later. But I would be surprised if he didn't feel at least a little bit, somewhat, of Martin Scorsese's um, criticism of cinema and the criticism of the franchise movies. I would be shocked if he said that he was all for franchise movies and he was all for the Marvel stuff, especially when I didn't know that he was originally signed and he found out and then he backed out. That's very interesting to me, but it also adds, it makes me kind of adds to your point. It adds to my point that I'm not, I'm not going to, I mean, and we'll talk about this later. Um, I just, I think that having a one, I mean, yes, it is very difficult to come up with original ideas. I'm certainly not a creative guy. However, I do think um, that that's what makes those movies that are unique, that are creative. I think that's what makes them much more interesting and gratifying and exciting. Talk about a movie that I didn't know. I don't know anything about it. I still want to see it. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about different movies. We talk about uh, one that won the best picture a couple years ago, The Shape of Water. Looks like a very interesting movie. That's a very original idea. Would you be disappointed if they came up with The Shape of Water 2? I I have no idea how it ends. I have no idea what's about it. But don't you think it would lessen the the originality of a movie like that? An independent film. I understand where you're going. Black Klansman. They're going to make a Black Klansman 2? I understand where you're going with it. But you're cherry picking the no, answer I'm that not. you want. The Joker. Well, you could has, cherry pick. You could cherry pick your answers too. The Joker has so much lore of his character. There are so many places that character can go. Uh, the like character what? has been in comics for eighty years. Okay, it's it's not the Shape of Water where I mean it's it it kind of ends itself in a certain way. Black Klansman is a true story, so the story ends in a certain way. Uh, I'm not saying that I have an idea for how the Joker ends or how you can continue doesn't have on a to sequel. End. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be. Right. But you're, 
your example, and I understand why you chose the example, your example is a film that's already predestined as a complete chapter versus like a character that has 80 years of legacy behind it. You know what I mean? So there are different ways you can go. Um, I understand your point, though. Your point is very well made. It's not It's not wrong. Um, if you would ask not me... not lost on you. Would I hate the idea of Phoenix joining Pattinson and the Batman? Would you um, hate that, at least? Yeah, I'm, I don't want to see that, necessarily. Okay. Why? I, why? I'm, why? Explain. Um, what are your reasons for not wanting Joker, for want, not wanting set, Phoenix and you Pattinson? You set this Joker in the 80s. You set it in an era where Batman, Bruce Wayne, is very young. He hasn't become Batman okay, yet. Okay, okay, okay. And it's, I, I don't think it, it tracks, necessarily. Like, I understand why they put the, the Bruce Wayne Gotham stuff in, in Joker. It made it a little more relevant, I think. It's I understood more of an Easter egg where it's going. I understood. I understood why. Um, I think, in general, I think the Batman. We'll talk about this later. Is shaping up nicely to be a different type of film. Let's hope. Um, so I'm excited to just kind of see that kind of be its own thing. Yes, um, so would I. You know, I don't. I don't. What I. What I. Am I clamoring for a Joker too? I didn't like the film as much as you did. I enjoyed it very much. I saw it a second time. I, I very much. Why didn't you tell me? I, I would have happily gone to see okay, it. Okay, well, you can go see it anytime All you want, right, Jeff. Fair enough. Um, I'm sure you'll get it when it comes out. You'll, you'll get it on my HBO Max account. I'm going to buy it. No. It'll be available on HBO Max. Why, day Why one. would I do that? Because it's we're already paying for HBO Max. It's already available. It's going to be available on yeah, HBO Max. Yeah, take day it off, and then they won't take it off. They'll take it off twenty years from now, and when there's no longer streaming services, it's going to be. I'm going to be happy. I have that actual copy. It's going to be like Disney Plus. HBO Max will not take stuff anyway. off it. Um, so yes, I. Yeah, some of Joe's later quotes that he pulled will kind of talk into franchise and things like that. I don't think. I don't think if they made a Joker 2, it wouldn't be we're going to make a Joker franchise. Like, we're not going to introduce Harley Quinn. We're not going to do all that stuff. We're, it's, that would be my fear, that's, honestly. That's, right. why I, that's why I have a... I don't, I don't think that would that's... That would be silly for me because it's not Suicide Squad. It's not any right. of that. I don't think they would do that. I think Well, it's, what would they do? And how would they do it? Or what would be... You, what the, do you think? What could they incorporate? No, it's, it's okay. Finish. The the idea, of, the idea of a Joker film to begin with, a solo Joker film, not a lot of people thought it could succeed. And not a lot of people had the thought the director of Hangover was going to make this amazing film that connected with so many people. Um, so... Do I do I know where they go? No, no. I'm just saying. But I'm saying I don't think I don't if, think they're they're not going to build on they're not going to world build around the Joker like you would around Batman. Well, what would they do? Well, okay, you would okay. just continue the stories in an insane asylum. You would continue the story of his discovery of the chaos that the Joker brings. I mean, and there's even quotes in the press outlet about when they did the press rounds. Is Arthur Cur- Arthur Fleck is not the Joker. You don't you never know who the Joker's real name is in the comics. So could this be a character that inspires the Joker that meets Batman later on in the future? I mean, you never know. It's, it's wide open. It's open-ended. Okay. Um, is Joaquin Phoenix going to sign up for another film if he doesn't? I mean, no, he's, he's not, he's not going to go for the cash grab. That's not who he is. And mm-hmm. he's, he has a fat back-end payday on this one anyways. He has like a 3% back-end payday. So he's raking in the money for this film. It's going to be a billion-dollar film in the next couple of days. So he... This is by far his biggest hit ever. Um, Todd Phillips has a back-end payday on this, too. And a lot of the reasons why they have these back-end paydays, a lot of people didn't think it was going to succeed. 
So now when the film succeeds at this tremendous level, that back-end payday that people didn't think was going to be very high, all of a sudden, 3% on a billion-dollar film, it's a lot of money. That adds up. Um, I think we're good to move on yeah. from this. Um, we can circle on. Oh, my other question is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're, 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 oh, so you wrote down a couple? It's a question. Okay. Um, this, he's had three nominations so far. Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. Is this finally the chance? Do you think Do you think it's realistic that he can finally get the Oscar? He already did. He doesn't have an Oscar yet. He's been nominated three times. Doesn't have it he yet. He didn't. Oh, no. It was Reese Witherspoon that won for yeah, Walk the Line, The Master, and Gladiator. Those are his three noms. I don't think he'll win, and we've talked about this. You don't before. think he'll win? I want him to, but it's too controversial of a of a movie. Okay. I don't think. I don't think. I think it's too divisive of a movie, okay. in my opinion. Especially considering, I mean, two different categories. I think he'll win the Golden Globe. Golden Globe nominations. I wouldn't come be surprised out for soon. Golden Globe. Globe nominations come out soon. I wouldn't be surprised for that, but I would be shocked, and I think you would too, if he wins. If he wins an Oscar for this movie, right I mean, now especially he's considering probably the front runner for me. Yeah, but, but that doesn't a mean lot. Much. There's that a lot. There's still much. a lot to come. And out. to be honest, especially since the Green Book won, that was kind of a happy-go-lucky film, and not really that yeah. that scintillating of a movie. I mean, it was good. It was I enjoyed fine. it. I, I, enjoyed I very it. much enjoyed it. I'm just saying, like. The Joker is completely different type of movie. Right, than it's that a very was. safe. Film yeah, yeah. The Green Book was very safe. Films. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, it'll be, it'll be, it's going to be an interesting award season. I, I wouldn't know be surprised. If, I wouldn't be that. surprised if he won the Golden Globe. Like I said, I, yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised at that. Award we, season is looking interesting at yep. this point. So we're going to good stuff. Speaking of movies, uh, yes. we're going to transition a little bit, and we're going to discuss a couple. We did see a couple. You saw more movies than I did. Yes, but I did see one of one of these movies. We're going to quickly review. Yes. Um, did you want to discuss your first movie that you sure. saw? I saw Harriet, uh, which is the obviously the film about Harriet Tubman, starring Cynthia Erivo, who again, if you listen to the pod uh, last week or the week before, it's an actress that I very much. Uh, is up and coming and very much enjoy. Um, very well done film. It's a very kind of interesting biopic. Again, I was not a history major. I, I remember studying Harriet Tubman, kind of a very brief section in high school social studies. And, and you kind of just like a lot of it, you kind of get the cliff notes and you kind of move on. Um, this is more kind of an in-depth of kind of who she was as a person, um, her journeys, um, kind of the bravery that she exhibited, especially in a time, um, again, living in 2019, it's hard to imagine living in a certain time period where things were the way they were. Um, so yeah, it was powerful. It was moving. Um, was I bawling at the end of the film? Was I overwhelmed? No, but, but I thought it was, the film was very well done. Um, I could very much see Cynthia Revo getting a nomination, um, for Harriet herself. I don't think the film necessarily will, and that's not a knock on the film. I just think there are stronger films out there overall. But I could definitely see Cynthia Erivo getting a nomination. I think she was she was well done. It was well done. Uh, a film that you and I both saw that I know mm-hmm. you liked, mm-hmm. uh, Ed Norton's Motherless Brooklyn. So first, give me just your thoughts on the film and why you liked it, and then we'll give a little more discussion on on maybe why it hasn't connected with other people? Um, that's an interesting question. We'll circle back to that. Um, 
because I really don't know why it hasn't connected with audiences. It's a different kind of movie. Um, it's kind of a detective noir type film. Um, it takes place, I guess, in the... I, I don't know the time No, frame. I'm just trying to think about like what the time period it was shown. It'd be like an 80s, 70s, No, it's got to be more earlier than that. Because I think the book were, was written in the 80s. Oh, it was the a The book. book was written in the 80s, but it might have been set um, But anyway... I want to say it's like in the, it's probably around the 60s. Probably. Um, But anyway, um, it was very much a detective noir film. um, And I said that already. Um, It plays itself out like at the very beginning, something happens. And then the entire movie is kind of spent trying to figure out what happened and why it happened. And who are the, who's pulling the strings behind the scenes and who's trying to, you know, who's trying to make it rich and who's trying to, you know, right. So it was very much that type of film. It was, it wasn't really He's pulling on the thread. Yeah. Who's and, pulling on the threads. You know. Who's, who's, who's the, uh, the puppet master. Who's, right. who's, who stands to make it rich. Who's trying to the deeper control things. Ed Norton character. Yeah. Gets, it's but, but Eric Norton, I thought it was cool. I, I, I very much enjoyed the film. Like I said, it reminded me of some other, like old old time not old timer but older movies that were very much about detective noir type films that had it wasn't super dark like a noir film but it was certainly a detective film even though it didn't really play itself out like one ed norton's kind of like a private investigator of sorts and he's kind of investigating what happened um without spoiling anything and he's trying to figure out what's going on and you know, you figure out stuff as the movie goes on and the plot thickens and there's twists and things like that. Um, I thought the acting was really good. I mean, I, I can't, there really wasn't any bad. I mean, I liked this movie better than the current war. Okay. I thought it was much better than the current war. Um, we talked about this before. The current war was very much Benedict Cumberbatch's film. And I thought that was it. Um, this film I thought each actor that was in it... It's a good ensemble. Yes, it was a good ensemble, and they all had moments where they shined. Alec Baldwin had his moments. Edward Norton certainly was the was the focus of the movie. I mean, Bruce Willis was in it. Um, Willem Dafoe was very good in it. Um, and then I can't remember the female... Uh, her name is uh, Gugu Mbatha Ra. She's from South Africa. Okay. She's done. Um, she's done some good work. Before. Yeah, yeah. I've seen her before. Yeah. I she just was in Beauty I... and the Beast. Oh, okay. whether that, that doesn't that. help, but she's been in other stuff though. Um, she's very good. But I thought I thought it was very well done. I there wasn't really, and it was they had the guy from Ballers that I pointed out. Yeah, they had um, <laughs> they had his dad. His dad. Anyway, um, I yeah. mean, yeah. Like I said, it was it was Bobby it, Cannavale was in it. It was very much uh, a standard detective movie. There really wasn't it wasn't you know like I said it, it it played itself out like that. The plot how how the plot unravels the the twists and turns. Um, it was it was just a typical detective movie. I very much enjoyed it. I hadn't seen a movie like this in a long time. The only movie I can think of that I've seen somewhat recently that related to it was I mentioned Chinatown with Jack Nicholson. It was an older movie made in the 70s. But it's kind of like, oh, something happens and you have to figure out why it happens. And then you uncover some mystical plot. Not mystical. Some, some hidden plot, hidden right. agenda. There's... 
you know, there's other stuff going on yeah, that you really don't know about. Of factions yeah, and yeah. And so I I enjoyed it for what it was worth. I didn't okay. think it was an amazing movie. It didn't blow me away, but I'd buy it. Yeah, I don't no, know. You had a good time. I what did you What it. did you think? I did. I enjoy it more than you. Um, maybe, uh, maybe. I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was very well done. I didn't know where it was going. Me neither. Yeah. Um, I was surprised by some of the revelations. I was surprised by some of the turns. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good thing. That's a yeah. good thing, you know, to not know. I, I enjoyed the acting. I thought it was mm-hmm. just, you know, I, I mean, it's I, a slower. I, I like I like Alec movie. Baldwin a lot. He he was kind of the the heel in the film and, and he does a very good job kind of in the heel mm-hmm. type of role. He's kind of has that, that menacing demeanor. Mm-hmm. He's, he's really good at that. He's done that several times yes, he has. in film. Um, Edward Norton, you know, he's, he's he was, he was really he, good. You, you know, he's a good actor. You yeah. know that you've seen it on screen. It's, it's very much plays like an ensemble piece and it, it was good. Um, I second question. Good. I have ideas as to why it's not connecting with audiences. I don't have a clue, honestly. Um, I mean, maybe it's just a crowded room. I don't know. Like I said, maybe it's a crowded. It's a crowded space. I think that's part of it. I think another part of it is it's heavily billed as like writer director Ed Norton. He doesn't necessarily have a big filmography that people know about. Uh, it's a two and a half hour film. It was it's, a little on the longer side. But you know, I thought, I mean, I, I thought it went by quick enough. It didn't. Yeah, I didn't it think just, it was overly long yeah so i mean those are kind of my initial when you, when i look at numbers and, and box office receipts and things like that like that's that's just my initial off the top of my head it's it's a very crowded time right now at the theaters obviously we talked yeah. about this before yeah, we did um, more and more films are, are going wide mm-hmm. um and it's just you know it was somewhat full in the theater that we went to but we were in the Moderately, smallest theater. yeah we were in the small theater um and i think people enjoyed it yeah that were there and i think if people gave it a chance they would enjoy it it hasn't mm-hmm. been necessarily it's, it's been okay by critics um but i i just think for a lot of people that have other options it's you know going to see a two and a half hour film about a source material that they may not know might not connect with them yeah. that might be it see i knew nothing about uh, it and that was part of the and that, that might have worked i went into it i went into you. it with open 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 eyes open eyes clear and eyes full clear hearts. eyes yeah without any rose colored glasses and i clear eyes full hearts funny friday night lights Anyway. Uh, I did see last yeah, yeah, Christmas. La, la, last last film, last film, last Christmas. It was fun. It was um, as Joe has made fun of me several times on this podcast before I last year. Uh, made fun of me. Uh, I am very much a sucker for holiday films. It's too early. So too early. From from a release strategy, it's a little weird why it got dropped in November. But I do remember The Grinch last year got dropped in November, and it was able was to play the all the way through December. That was the to Grinch. To Joe's point, it was The Grinch, so it's a little more family-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's a romantic comedy. It's It does have a twist. It is clever. It's not just kind of – you don't really kind of know what it is. Um, it's kind of deeper stuff in it. It was an okay film, but for me, the fact that it had Amelia Clark. The fact that Max got a soft spot from the Clark. Of course, the fact that it had uh, Henry Golding in it, uh, and the fact that it was a Christmas movie made it too early. Better in my view, um, but if I was just kind of looking at it from a from a film perspective, it would be it would be a nice date night film. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. Um, nothing nothing crazy. 
but that's all we have for films um, next week. Ford versus Ferrari, Charlie's Angels, Absolutely. Good Liar. We're on Saturday. We are. We're doing some good stuff. Uh, Joe did a bunch of work on this uh, Martin Scorsese follow-up, so I'm going to let Joe. Absolutely. I'm going to let Joe kind of lead kind of okay. where we want to go with this. Um, well, I just thought that we would revisit our discussion. Um, there's been a lot of chatter. Um, in particular, I don't really go on Facebook that much, but whenever I read the news feeds, it seems like every day there's somebody else, some other actor, some other director, some other you know persona who's kind of weighing in on this discussion that right. Martin Scorsese and yeah. Francis Ford Coppola kind of started by making their comments about Marvel films. So I, we don't have to read all these quotes. There sure. just there was just there was responses from Chadwick Boseman, Jordan Peele, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, finally Kevin Feige. Yeah, um, all reacted to Martin Scorsese's comments. Yeah, and all had their own two cents to add to it. Um, they some of them some of them didn't necessarily address his comments as much as the movie climate that sure. we're in. Um, in particular, Jordan Peele's comments. Sure. Um, I thought that was interesting. What about his comments? Um, so he said, he says, I'll read, I'll, I'll read this quote. I'm not particularly engaged in the what is cinema, what isn't cinema conversation. My definition of film and what, and what my movie experience is, is movies that you can go and have a theatrical experience, a shared experience with the audience and go through emotions, cheers, tears, and laughs. Those are the movies I am trying to make, quite frankly. I'm very focused on something that you need to go out to the theater to see while it's out there because it's something different. It's very different from this streaming boom or whatever you want to call it. So he took a very different interesting twist or turn. Um, He basically said what Mac has said, um, what isn't cinema. He basically – he said said in one sentence – he kind of he kind of uh, you know con- not confirms, but he agrees with Mac's uh, opinion that you can't really cat you can't you sh- one one shouldn't really categorize or wh- who is one to say what is cinema and what isn't cinema. That was kind of your sure. That was kind of I your think opinion. the idea but, of just pigeonholing an idea and putting it in the corner. You're creating a box that's the box is just for you. Yeah, the box. The box that I think Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola came out with, in their minds, the, their box fits everybody, and that's not the case, right? It's the box is open. There, there, there's other ideas. There's other forms. The ideas of going to a shared experience and going through that emotions of cheers, tears and laughs—that's what Avengers Endgame was. For right? you, that for a lot of people, for I wasn't you. the only one in there. You act like I was the only one that was cheering or tearing up. It was a shared experience. The idea of going there and people connecting to these characters, connecting to these stories, crying when when a character dies, having emotion when a character returns, laughing at a communal joke where everyone else is laughing. That's that's a shared experience. That is what live theater is. That is what cinema is in in movie theaters. That's that's a shared experience. That's the definition of of what it is and you can 100% say a Marvel film is not your idea of entertainment or your idea of, of something that brings you emotion. 
But for millions and millions of people, it does. It does do that every single time. So I'm going to stand by what I said. Well, you do. You took, completely took his quote out of context. I was trying to talk about how he's he's touching on the fact that it's streaming service war. Sure, I mean that's basically. So what I was saying was his quote. He barely touches on his reaction. He just basically says, "I think cinema, cinema, and that's it." But what right. I am concerned about is the streaming war battle that's going on, and I don't think it's a big. And I think it's a. It's fooey. <laughs> Says Jordan Peele, who has a $10 million Amazon Prime deal. I just think that's producing interesting. Producing shows that's for Amazon that's Prime. Interesting. Um, what I'd like to do now, and like I said, I wrote a bunch of quotes. Chadwick Boseman chimed in. He said he said that, uh, you know, he talked about certain things. Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson also had an interview um, where they also sided, obviously, with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um I want I want to read Kevin Feige's quote because I thought it was interesting. Okay. Um, he says, I think that's not true. I think it's unfortunate. Feige says, when asked about the notion that superhero movies are negative for cinema, I think myself and everyone who works on these movies loves cinema, loves movies, excuse me, loves going to the movies, loves to watch a communal experience in a movie theater full of people. So again, I would say yes, that's a... I would, I would expect him to respond in that way, and I'm not the least bit surprised. Mm-hmm. But again, he touches on the full theater full of people. It's just interesting that they're focusing on – that they mention this when uh, you know we have the streaming services come out and how theaters might not show similar type movies in the future. Sure. Um, I didn't want to just – Pull out quotes no, from these from, are great quotes. from Marvel from Marvel uh, from the Marvel supporters. I wanted to put in one more Martin Scorsese quote, and we can touch on this. Go ahead. Um, and I, I kind of want to get your reaction on this. Sure. What's not there? This is Martin Scorsese talking. What's not there is revelation, mystery, or genuine emotional danger. Nothing is at risk. The pictures are made to satisfy a specific set of demands, and they are designed as variations on a finite number of themes. Mm-hmm. The situation, sadly, is that we have two different, two separate fields. There's worldwide audiovisual entertainment, and there's cinema. They still overlap from time to time, but that's becoming increasingly rare. You're shaking your head because you think it's a bunch of garbage because again he's making the distinction of saying one is audiovisual entertainment and one is cinema it's 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 a backhanded compliment and it he wasn't giving a backhand i don't think he was giving any compliments sure it's it's a backhanded way of saying in theory this is this is something right it's it's again you're you're pigeonholing the idea of what is or isn't important to someone what is or isn't meaningful to someone I get it. If there's a Joe's not the only person that's not on the Marvel train. Like I understand. Like I, I, I understand the criticism. Like I, I get it. Like if you feel the stories are predictable, if you feel like the characters don't connect with you, that's fine. Like you don't have to consume it. You don't have to enjoy it. If you but there are people on the opposite end of the spectrum that are like, I don't want to see a three and a half hour Martin Scorsese film about New York gangsters that I don't know about, like, that's fine. You don't have to consume it. But again, the idea of one is an audiovisual, audiovisual entertainment and one is actual cinema. One is actual art. Like you're just undercutting work and stuff that people actually care about. 
Like, criticize it for what it is, and that's fine. Like, have actual film criticism for something. But to just say one is not cinema, one's just... He didn't just say it was. He said nothing is a risk. The pictures are made to satisfy a specific set of demands. And, and, I read the article, I read an article where he's talking about it, and he says things like, um... And then Kevin Feige's response was, "We there is there is danger. There is emotional danger. People mm-hmm. are fighting in civil war. There's mm-hmm. a theological and physical altercation between Captain between Captain America and Iron Man. Right. And then he says, at the end of Infinity War, we killed off half the characters. Mm-hmm. My response, my rebuttal to that is, nobody died. They brought them all back. So that is a complete moot point. It doesn't matter. Okay. In my opinion, it's fine." I'm not saying that I agree that it's not cinema. I'm not saying that it's not cinema. Because clearly, the majority of... There are millions and billions of people out there that love Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. But... I don't see... I I connect very little to those characters. Mm -hmm. And I find it... I connect more to... I, I don't know. I just... Maybe a big part of it is I didn't grow up on comic books. It's, I'm sure that's a huge part of it because Maybe. I was never connected to those characters to begin with. Mm-hmm. So seeing them on screen doesn't ex- necessarily excite me the way it excites you. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, um, and I mentioned this on more than one occasion, um, like I said, I was reading the article, a little bit of the article that Scorsese wrote in The Times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any more quotes by him, but I remember the article kind of mentioned how he, in some ways, it's interesting um, that he's that he's bringing this up for many reasons. One, because it might be to get more eyeballs to his movie, right? Because he might just be trying to stir the pot to have people be sure. interested in this stuff. He's number two, himself relevant. Number two, moment. yeah. Number two, it could also be because he might see his ideas. Or future directors' ideas not getting so my let me let me ask this question. I didn't write this down. This is just me just coming off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Do you? I can tell you're very irritated by this. I'm not irritated. Yes, you are. You're like mm-hmm. no. It's it's the idea of let me finish my question being first. the saver. It's like the Steven Spielberg versus let me Netflix finish, thing. Let me like, finish my quote. Okay, let me finish ahead. my question. Ask your question. Do you feel? Do you at all feel? For any, and this is whatever, mm-hmm. do you believe that the success of Marvel will make movie studios more wary about investing money in independent films or films like Mr. Scorsese's films? I'm not going to reference Francis Ford Coppola because I can't remember the last sure. movie he made. I'm just saying... To it, answer your question, yes. it already has. It already has. So then why... So he then... That's part of his reason, I think, sure. for criticizing it. Is because he sees his job and he sees a lot of... I don't necessarily agree that it's not cinema. The Marvel isn't cinema. Uh-huh. But I do agree that Marvel has changed the game for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that that is a significant thing to think about. It's not just 
it's not just the fact that these movies are popular and that they and that people get emotionally engaged. They are changing the game for of cinema. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. I think that's a fair assessment. So that's where I'm coming from. Okay. Because I liked seeing Motherless Brooklyn. And the fact that it's tanking at the box office might mean that in the future we don't see movies like this. I mean, okay. we'll see how Honey Boy does. I know you're really sure. excited about that. Right. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you talk about Jojo Rabbit, how much you love the movie. How is that doing at the box office? It's doing well. It's, it's in limited release, so it's still kind of getting its way up. But I, I mean, it's, I'm it's, just saying, like, it's, you know, I mean, maybe the future of cinema is not in the movie theater. Maybe the future of movies is not in the movie theater anymore. Right. And I'm sure that we're trending in that direction already with streaming services and Netflix movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's already there. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's a little sad because sure. I I agree with Miss Jordan Peele saying that there's something special about watching a movie with a crowd, and I think you would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're that Marvel, the the success of Marvel, yeah, has it has an impact on the cat- entire industry. is the catalyst sure. for the industry possibly changing, right? Yeah. So I have so I have a little bit of a bone to pick with Marvel because of that. Now I'm not going out there seeing every right. single movie ever made. The bone to pick with them is because they've done their job so good that other studios try and copy it and they can't. I don't no, I don't care. I don't okay. care about other studios. I don't care. DC the Joker wasn't trying to mimic Marvel. Correct. I mean for the idea of franchise building and world building and the idea of we have to have this entire conglomerate of everything being together, it's it works for Marvel because that's what Marvel has always been in the comics and the stories and this idea. And But you don't have to have 10 Fast and Furious spinoffs that all connect in different things. Like, just tell the stories that you want to tell. I think outlets like streaming outlets like Netflix and Amazon Prime and it's going to give more license for creativity. It's going to, there's going to be, but not in the movie theater. Yeah. Cause it's not, cause people don't go see the films anyways. And you can't blame Marvel for that. Sure. Like, can. Okay. If you I want think, to, I think, fine. I think you're naive. If you think you, sh- if you think that you can't. Okay. Okay. I think you got blinders on. Marvel you- doesn't have a movie out every week. No, like it's not, but they've changed the game significantly. Okay. I would be shocked if you don't agree with that. They've changed the game, I guess, in terms of what you're saying, but I don't, they don't, it's not like, Marvel doesn't have a release every week that dominates that doesn't matter. all the theaters. That doesn't like, matter. They set, so the you're bar, saying, they set the bar way up here. So you're here. saying their films like, are it's so like, good it's like that it's, people just won't go see other films. Their films are so good. That's Marvel's fault. I'm saying so that good. companies, that movie studios are not going to waste the time and money on risky projects, people are whereas, going to see Joker. Whereas Marvel, that's it's a billion dollar okay, film. So you're going to cherry pick your answers now? I'm just saying, if you're going to use that, if you're going to use that argument, I'm just saying, what do people do in college? What do people do in pro sports? What do people do in college sports? What do people do in baseball? They look for coaches who can get them as soon as possible to the championship. They're not going to waste their time developing players, developing teams, watching them grow. They want the immediate gratification right. and the less risk. Yes. And I guarantee you, and 
I, I, even the people who love Marvel, uh huh, and I'm not one of them. Sure. I don't think that you can argue the fact that they've changed the game and that studios are going to be less interested in spending money on original ideas when there's more risk involved. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And I think that if you don't agree with that, that's kind of silly. Okay. Yes, they have changed the game. They set the bar way up here. Sure. Way up here now. Making multi-million dollars, billion dollars for a movie. Sure. Sure. Not every movie is going to make a billion dollars. But they set the bar way up here now. Whereas before, it wasn't. Okay. I don't think people not going to see a film like Motherless Brooklyn has anything to do with Marvel. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I I don't... I, I don't... I understand what you're saying. You don't think it does? What else, What would you think it does? Has to do with? I told you what I thought. It didn't connect a lot of people. People don't know who the writer director is. It's a two and a half hour film. And There's people other know films. who the Marvel characters are. They don't know who the Marvel directors are. They know. Okay. The directors doesn't matter. Okay. Right. That's the idea. Is they care more about? Okay. Fair enough. You're. It's fine. We don't have to argue about it. I'm it's not, not arguing. We're just having a discussion. I don't. I, I think this. Marvel has, you like to put it, changed the game. They like have. I, I, yeah, but the idea is that they had their, they didn't copy someone else's formula. I didn't say formula. they did. I didn't say they, they did. They created their I own didn't say formula they did. and kind of what's worked for them. But they kind of, you can't say it was a necessarily an original idea either. They stole it from themselves. I'm simply saying... You're right. They didn't copy anybody else's formula. They created their own formula. Right. But it was. But I might argue that why is the success? If we're going to talk about why has Marvel had success that they've had, I would say yeah, a big part of that is because people were so entrenched in comics growing up. Sure. Okay. Motherless Brooklyn. There was no comic book growing up for Motherless Brooklyn. I love Marvel movies. I love Marvel characters. I still went and saw Motherless Brooklyn. I no, but I'm but I'm saying I'm not saying you're not. I'm saying. I'm saying you're right. If someone had a there, choice that there is a lore for comic books that is unquestioned, then mm-hmm. of course, if they make a terrible movie, which people are just going to go, people are going to go anyway. Cause it has, they slap a comic book logo in front of it. It makes a big difference. Okay. I think it makes a huge difference. Just like a Disney movie. Sure. Just my opinion. Okay. Anyway, it's it's good stuff. I think, I think we've we, talked this we, to death. we got we got a little sidetracked, but I think we found where we were going. Um, but it's fine. It's good stuff. Um, good stuff. Joe will continue to to follow up on this if if more interesting quotes come out. Um, Joe will be on top of it for sure. Let us know what you guys think as well. Um, we'd love to hear your guys' based opinion. on the questions that I receive and the ones that you pick. I would imagine that they, a lot of them are Marvel fans and that they. Think how you think, but that's just me. I show Joe some love, please. You don't have to. I'm just saying. I I think I'm the bad guy on this show. Sometimes you're not a bad guy. I don't think you're a bad guy. You your opinion is valid because you have arguments to back it up, and you view things. And Martin Scorsese doesn't. Martin Scorsese not, has zero credibility at all. It's not that he doesn't have credibility. Again, <laughs> it's the idea of. 
putting things in a box or saying one is something and one isn't something. That's where I disagree, right? I agree, I agree. Do I think Martin Scorsese has made films that are much more artistically that speak to different emotions, that speak to different ideas? They're different. 100% he has. There's no doubt about it. I'm excited to see The Irishman. I want to see what it is. I'm not. Three hours? Are you kidding me? Right. I mean, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to see it to experience it. But again, you the idea of you can't say that a a Marvel film doesn't bring those emotions out in people because mm. it does. You know, Perhaps. maybe it doesn't bring it out in you. Maybe you roll your eyes when something like that happens, but it's important to a lot of people. Maybe for the reason that Joe mentioned that people read it as a, as youths that it was something important to them, but it's. Again, I think where Martin Scorsese is not Martin Scorsese is not wrong in his opinion. His opinion is his opinion. You can't be wrong in your opinion. But the idea of again placing one versus the other, saying you can only experience one, and one is completely different. One has no meaning. One is something truly magical. That's 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 where the disagreement comes for me. It's that one is in a box and one is not. That that's where I that's where you totally lose me. Anyways, we talked to, we talked it about it enough. Yep. We're gonna run through some of this last stuff. Box office, really kind of weird weekend at the box office. Midway, a film that I didn't even know about really, uh, ended up being the number one film in the box office, seventeen million dollars. Uh, Roland Emmerich from Independence Day, things like that. Doesn't look um, had a hundred hundred million dollar budget, so it's still not gonna make its money back. Uh, Doctor Sleep um, only did thirteen million dollars. It was about half of what it was estimated to make. It's expected to lose about twenty to twenty-five million dollars for the studio for Warner Brothers. So, again, it chapter two was some a decent success, but it chapter one was very much the high, as it were. So, I would be very much surprised, unfortunately, if we see any more Stephen King films in the near future. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Last Christmas, very disappointing. Uh, Ten million dollars. Uh, Amelia Clark. I, I love Amelia Clark. I think she's wonderful. Um, but her career outside of Game of Thrones has not necessarily blossomed so much. She's been in some clunkers, uh, Terminator Genesis, uh, Star Wars Solo, uh, and now it appears to be this one. I don't think she's the cause of any of those bad films necessarily, but um, hopefully she gets in some better films soon. Otherwise, uh, you know, people are only going to view her. And maybe that's the problem too. If you're in a TV show for 10 years, such an iconic piece – People might only view you as a certain thing. Uh, who knows, though? Uh, a little bit of news. I wrote this down. I'm unsure kind of where we are at this point. Ryan Johnson. I wrote down the week Ryan Johnson doing press for Knives Out right now. Said he was still working on Star Wars, but he hasn't necessarily heard anything in terms of when the green light is, when we're going to shoot, kind of when anything is going to happen. Um, so he kind of left it as... Yeah, I'm working on it. I have an idea, but other than that, I, I don't know. Um, did you want to add anything to that? No, or? I mean you could. I I mean just we. I again through Facebook feeds, not really me searching for anything on my own. I found a Facebook feed that mentioned that he was separate, parting ways with Star Wars. So I, I mean, and I don't know how reputable, how reputable the source was that I saw it. It was just something I saw through my feed. Uh-huh. Um, I pointed it out to you. I have no idea how credible it is, but yeah, it, it, who knows at this point? Okay. Anyway, 
We don't know. Um, again, he's doing press out now for Knives Out, so I'm sure we're going to hear, hear more about it. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. We've talked about it before, but now it's officially, officially greenlit for a sequel. Cool. Won't come out till 2022. Again, animation takes obviously a much longer time frame versus just shooting for six months. Um I obviously loved Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It was my number one film of 2018. Um, So I'm excited to kind of see where they go. I hope they... I hope I... My biggest hope is that they keep the focus on Miles. They keep the focus on that that universe that Miles lives in versus just opening up other universes and seeing other things and things like that. I hope hope the story remains on Miles. Um, What Spider-Verse, the first one, did really well... Um, yes, it had other characters from other universes around supporting, but it really was Miles' story about how he became Spider-Man. Um, so I hope they keep it in that sense. Uh, book recommendations. I got a quick book recommendation for you guys. It's called Disneyland Secrets, A Grand Tour of Disneyland Hidden Details. It's by Gavin Doyle. It was written in 2015. Um, it's a very, very unique and clever read. It basically kind of reads as kind of different facts and kind of different things. Um, so for example, a bunch of, uh, like hidden Mickey's kind of where to find hidden Mickey's cause they are literally thousands throughout Disneyland park at Disneyland California adventure. Uh, it talks about main street, how all of the, the signs and all the buildings are unique and kind of what that means, what's the significance of them. There's really nothing in Disneyland that is not, you know, intentional, right? I mean, it's, it's, everything is kind of there. Like why? It talks about why are there why are there trash cans every twenty feet or twenty five feet? Because one day Walt Disney um, got an ice cream cone and he bought, and he started eating his ice cream cone. And when he got to the edge of when he was done with the ice cream cone, that's where they decided to put the next trash can because they didn't want to have all they didn't want to have empty space where people were just carrying around trash. Basically, kind of what it was. So it's little things like that, little quirks, little things for me that um interesting it's fun um so again the book is called disneyland secrets a grand tour of disneyland hidden details written by gavin doyle next up we got some more information on the batman potentially these are just uh rumors rumors as of now nothing confirmed um but they're they're in negotiations so but we could get a jonah hill situation obviously where they pull out um but your thoughts joe Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Sounds awesome. Andy Serkis as Alfred. That's a little hard to see, but I could, I guess that could work. And the one that you're going to be yeah. in love with, Matthew yeah. McConaughey as Harvey Dent Two-Face. That looks cool. Yeah? Tell me tell me what about Matthew McConaughey gets you well, excited. Just, he's an award-winning actor. He's very good. And I know you were, the first thing you said was, I hope he doesn't bring a Texas accent to the... He's just joking. Because he hunt. works at Texas now. He's like a professor of film or something. Is he really? Yeah. Um, no, he's 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 a great actor. I've I he's done he's been in some bad films, but I think he always shines in those. And regardless of what film he's in, Colin Farrell, I've always liked him from day one when he was in uh, when he was in uh, Minority Report with Tom Cruise. That was the first okay. film I saw him in. Um, again, he's made some kind of quasi so 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 films, but I know he was in Fantastic Beasts. I'm sure he was good in that. Yeah. You would agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm excited. He was in, uh, he was in The Brothers Bloom, I which was uh, the Ryan Johnson film. It was good. Yeah. 
Um, I yeah, I mean, well, he was also in In Bruges too, one of yes, my favorite movies. Yeah. It's uh, it's very different than Jonah Hill, um, in that sense. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's an interesting actor. He does can do interesting things. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you're not on the Andy Circus idea. Of it. Is he can't... too young? You think? No, I because uh... again, Pattinson is young, so maybe well, I don't the care age about that. range. I just, fits. I just, I'm so used to seeing Michael Caine or the other guy that was in the Joel Michael Sh- Goff in the Joel Goff. Schumacher films. Yeah, like I don't see Andy Circus as being like an old grandfather type person. Maybe they're going to do the, like the Pennyworth, Alfred Pennyworth, he's like fighting alongside Batman and he can fight and stuff. Or that just what? be lame for you. I don't even know what you're talking about. So they, I mean. In the comics, Alfred fights? Yeah, well, in he's the comics. some old butler? In the comics, I mean, they're, I mean he's, he's a military man, right? He's, he's, I didn't know anything about that. He's okay, a spy. I have no idea. He's, sure. a, he's a British spy. Cool. Um, cool. He's basically like James Bond, right? Like he's Secret okay. Service. And I didn't know that he, at all. I thought he was just some old butler. No, I mean, okay. well, because he knows all these things, right? Okay. He's he's just, he knows okay. so cool. smart. So I don't know. I mean, nothing's confirmed. The Matthew McConaughey thing sounds incredibly interesting to me. Um, just to kind of see what it could do. The film um, is reportedly kind of looking at adapting the Long Halloween, um, which makes sense. It's a very iconic Batman comic, um, but that comic has a ton has basically has the rogues gallery of villains um which kind of makes sense because we already talked about paul dano we already talked about zoe kravitz so if they're hiring a bunch of these top level actors to be uh, in the rogues gallery it could be very interesting it's something we haven't necessarily seen on screen before i don't know how they adapt it i don't know how they make it um i don't know joe might disagree with me on this or not i was having a conversation with someone and it was about marvel uh, and comic books, and and the, basically he said, uh, Marvel. There's no doubt that Marvel Studios is crushing the game right now, um, but Batman is still king when it comes to comics and when it comes to film. And a lot of people still view Batman kind of in that that maybe they view him, but they certainly like, weren't going to the box office. Oh, well, the Dark Knight trilogy was great. Yeah, I but mean, they didn't cross the billion dollar mark. They weren't people well, buying. This was 2008. They weren't. I mean, they weren't it was, they, I'm was just saying. Like, I don't know that you can. It was a long. They might time say ago. that on paper, but yeah. So I think Batman still holds some some big cash. I think it does. Yeah. I just I don't know. I think I'm still kind of seeing Ben Affleck's Batman, and that was pretty bad. I don't. Okay. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, ben Affleck was by far the best thing of Batman v Superman. Um, if he says, "Oh yeah, that was an abysmal movie." Are you kidding me? I thought he was great in the role. Um, he, he just Justice League was bad, and it just it didn't. It wasn't just that. It was Batman versus Superman was awful too. Right? Was Ben Affleck bad, or was the movie bad? I don't think Ben Affleck is ever really that great. Yeah, you've mentioned that he's just not your guy. For like in reason. certain in certain in small doses, I would say not as the main actor. In yeah. small doses, yeah, you've you've made it clear anyway. about Ben Affleck. That's fine. anyway, we're good enough. We'll, we'll keep we'll we'll keep track of this as soon as it becomes the only thing official official right now. Um, Robert is, Pattinson is Pattinson, Jeffrey Wright, and Paul Dano. They've all signed on the dotted line. So he Gravitz apparently has not signed on the dotted line yet, but that looks to be more of a lock. Um, the other three look to be um, in negotiations, as it were. So we will see. Uh, I don't see Matthew McConaughey signing on for three or four films, to be honest. Um, so maybe it's a one-off. Maybe he does it. Who knows? 
we did get some new trailers this week from the cinema mastermind that is Jordan Peele. Yeah. Comes the Amazon original series. Not with, a movie. With, uh, with Al Pacino. Al Pacino, yeah. It looks really interesting. Nazi Hunters. Al Pacino returns Such to television. Yes, so... But it's got Jordan Peele directing. It looks cool to me. Yeah. It sounds cool to me. It's, I wonder if they're going to show it in cinemas. No, probably not. It says Amazon Prime. I know, it's just joking. Yeah, you're fine. Um, so you, 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 this might be something you get into? Maybe. I don't know. The, the, uh, is it a movie or is it a no, series? It's a series. Oh, I doubt it then. It's just so much more work to get into a series. We've had this discussion. Like, it's hard enough to just for me to just sit down and watch Game of Thrones. And that's an amazing series. Like, the best. The best. It is the it's best. one of the best. It is the best. There's no, you're not going to get an argument from me on that. Anyway, I'm just saying. It's a hard enough time to get me to sit down to watch that. Yes. It, it will be early 2020. It will be a, it will be a series on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. I think it's it's 10 episodes, 45 minutes to an hour each. Um, I, we, didn't, we didn't get the exact date, but it will be 2020. Um, BBC and FX, A Christmas Carol. This comes from uh, the the Peaky Blind, the Stephen Knight who oh, does yeah, yeah. Peaky Blinders. Tom Hardy is mm-hmm. producing. Uh, Tom Hardy is producer on Peaky Blinders. Comes from the same team that created Taboo for FX, which is the Ridley Scott, Tom Hardy, Stephen Knight team. Uh, this stars Guy Pierce as Ebenezer Scrooge. Looks to be a darker take on, of course, the iconic Charles Dickens. Tale. It's supposed to be a three-part miniseries. Um, I will certainly give it a chance again for me. Christmas. That's gonna sell me on it. But uh, tra- didn't, didn't get much from the trailer. But Joe, any any interest? I like Guy Pierce, but I don't know. I feel like the story has been told too many yeah. times. And I, and to be honest, this might sound silly, but I actually like the Muppet Christmas Carol. I was gonna ask you, what's your favorite Christmas Carol? That one's good. And then uh, I've never actually watched the Patrick Stewart one, but I've heard that one's good. The TNT one, that's very um, good. Um, I can't remember the other one. There's With Michael Caine, right? Michael Caine's the Muppet one. But I thought he... Who plays, like, the original one? I don't I thought know. it was Michael Caine for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what original one you mean, but... The one that's, like, the authentic one. Not uh, Patrick Stewart. Like a... Not Muppet Christmas Carol, but there wasn't there one more... Oh, and then there's there's and then there's obviously the Mickey Mouse one. There's the seen. Jim Carrey one with Robert Zemeckis. Um, Jim Carrey, really? Yeah, it's like it's this in the um, it's in the photo, it's in the same. Robert Zemeckis made Polar Express, and then he made The Christmas Carol. I don't remember that. Uh, where Jim Carrey plays all of the he plays Ebenezer Scrooge, and he plays all the ghosts. I don't remember that at all. Um, so it's kind of the um, it's. Yeah, it's anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know which one is the because there's been literally probably to, dozens I know, a dozen. of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a George C. Scott one. Is that what you're talking about? George C. Scott. That was like in the 50s. Maybe it's kind of like an iconic one. Um, it yeah. was in color. It wasn't black and white. Ah, uh, okay. I think the George C. Scott one. Is in Maybe black that's and white. the one I'm thinking. Um, no, I don't know. Anyway, but Muppet Christmas Carol is my favorite Christmas. Carol. That one's funny. Uh, that's mostly because again, family tradition. We watch that as a family every year. So I still watch that on Christmas Eve. It's the last film. Not that you guys need to know. This is the last film that I watch uh, with my hot chocolate and I don't think my I've Christmas seen cookies. With hot chocolate because I only do it one time a year I've when I watch Muppet Christmas Carol. Christmas Eve is coming up this year. Find me at eleven thirty at Swiss night. Christmas. Uh, okay. 
Uh, last trailer we That's got hot chocolate. Get it? I got it. Uh, Pixar's Soul talked about Looks it a little bit because I'm at D23, but now this is the first time that everyone is kind of seeing some footage from it. Anything interesting, Joe? You like Jamie Foxx, Joe? He's a he's he's good for you. He's the main character. He's the main character. Yeah. I didn't know who that was. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. I don't know. It looks. If someone made. Uh, People were making jokes on Facebook. Again, I don't go on Facebook all the time. I don't post stuff. But yeah. people were making jokes on Facebook about how it's even more sad than Up. <laughs> like it's even oh, more cause sad because he, he, he dies in like the first five minutes or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Anyway, it's, so we'll see what happens. But that's kind of that's kind of interesting. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it is uh, significant. They talked about it a little bit at D twenty three. It's um, Jamie Fox is the lead. Cool. Tina Fey cool. is, the, is the co-star. I haven't seen him in a while. Um, but it's the first time a Pixar film has uh, an African American character will be the lead character. So that's kind of a big deal. Okay. Um, which is is nice, and it I deals kind of with jazz and um, kind of you know this idea of what your soul more about D23 stuff versus the trailer, but kind of where your soul goes or where your soul goes goes or kind of what your soul is made of. Um, what does it feel? It what are be, its emotions? It could be a play on words like the soul music that he plays. It absolutely could, Joe. I think you're very smart about that. Um, this won't come out till spring of 2020. Um, or maybe this is, uh, I think it's summer of 2020 because I think the uh, the um, why is it escaping me? The Chris Pratt, Tom Holland one is the one that's coming out in spring. Um, we talked about that onward. Oh, yeah. um, that's that's the first Pixar film to come out next year. Joe's wait. Joe Joe already has a ticket for Onward. He's sure. he's stoked about that one. Uh, theme parks. Uh, the NBA experience. <laughs> thanks for what, what thanks for going this? for me, Joe. Thanks for uh, what? what? The NBA. What? Ex- I, I froze for a second. Okay. You didn't save me. The theme parks. We got NBA experience <laughs> at Disney Springs. And, and Walt, Walt Disney, Disney World, whatever this is. I so no Disney is. Springs is basically the downtown Disney for Walt Disney World, but it's basically and what does kind it have to do with the NBA theme parks? The NBA experience is a partnership with the NBA and Walt Disney. They created this kind of immersive experience sure. called the NBA Experience, where it's where you get to step in, uh, where you kind of do. Step in Giannis's shoes or something like that. It's something like that where they they kind of try on part of it is like they they test your measurables like you'd be going through the draft. They kind of simulate how big your hand is versus an NBA player. They simulate you walking through like a crowd when the arena goes. Um, It's it's you get a phone call from uh, from what's his name telling you that you got you got drafted. It's not David Stern anymore. I know. Uh, Adam Silver. Adam Silver. Yeah, Adam Silver gives you a call. It's a recorded message. Maybe you've uh, been selected. You've been selected. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it looks like it's another kind of cool thing. Again, Disney Springs is so much bigger than Downtown Disney. Okay. Um, so you would have to kind of spend a day in Disney Springs again. That's where ESPN Wide World of Sports is. That's where kind of all this big stuff is. That's where I moved to uh, from Anaheim. That's where you moved to? That's where it moved to. Closed in Anaheim. Was there uh, Oh, you were talking about the restaurant. The ESPN zone closed. Yes, it did. It's very sad. Uh, They had the best... It wasn't very... They had the best daiquiris. It wasn't... Oh, God. Um, Smacking his daiquiris. uh, Show me to say. Um, Very cool. Uh, Last thing is something that... Last but not least. It's something we haven't really talked about before. 
Uh, attendance at Galaxy's Edge. Again, you could type in Attendance at Galaxy's Edge and you can get dozens of articles that say it's great. You can get dozens of articles that say it's down. Um, attendance revenue is up mm-hmm. in Disney parks. Yes. Um, but the number of people is down, apparently. Not necessarily down, but um, lower than their estimates. Okay. Um, so this several this article that I that I linked in for us and I can link in the article for you guys as well talked about kind of several different things about why it may not be as big of a hit as people it barely think. touched on those though and talked about more how people are spending money on stuff right versus like the actual attendance and if that actually indicates it's a failure or not a failure it right. like had like one sentence where it yeah. said like people might be fatigued from Star Wars People might want to wait to see to ride the the rise of the resistance ride that isn't out yet. Those are the only two reasons I could think of that I noticed from the article. What was the third one? Did you get Did you get it? Um, I don't remember. One of the was. things that this talked about, and and we talked about it before, is kind of in Disneyland, especially. They did the soft opening, which which turned some people off. Um, for those that went and paid the extra money to go it was a great experience for them because they were basically in in the land by themselves um but it 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 turned some people off um just from the extravagant cost that you had to go and reserve a time and do all that stuff um you know opening the land and what do you mean you don't get it disney's expensive yeah it is i just i don't know Right. Okay. I just, it's not a surprise. <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, I don't know that I would buy that as a reason why people aren't going to go. I don't know. That might be a reason, but it just seems kind of silly. Like Disneyland is expensive. It's probably the one of the most expensive vacations one can do. You can, mm-hmm. you can buy a ticket to Disneyland and probably stay at like a five-star hotel in Hawaii and pay for your flight at the same cost of a couple days at Disneyland. Like it's, yeah, it's expensive. So I just I don't know. I don't see it being like I mean Apple's expensive. People spend a thousand dollars on a new iPhone every four months. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. I just that seems like a silly reason to that somehow people are offended that they couldn't pay a ticket to get, I don't know. I just seems silly. Okay. Like it's expensive. It is expensive. It's always expensive. It's Yeah. We even gone to Disney World. That's even more expensive. Saving up, buddy. Twenty twenty one. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I meant to interrupt. No, that's fine. I wanted. I, you're here. I want to hear what you have to say. Um, I it 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 was weird to be in Galaxy's Edge because I thought it was going to be the most insane thing ever, and it wasn't. Um, even when I went on D twenty three weekend, I thought it was going to be more crowded. I thought it was going to be more hustle bustle. I don't know. It, it's and you know some estimates came out that people were waiting for the summer season to kind of go through, and you know, I don't know. I it's um, I think it's a great land. It's a great idea. Um, another article does it bother you that it's some mythical place and not an actual place? No, but that's, that, that's that's something, that's something another they mentioned article too. It was like, oh, is them? it? Is this some made-up planet, or is it actually the island of Hoth, or whatever? Like, or people Batu, right? Or yeah, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, people were lined up to see the Mandalorian. That's nothing to do with the Star Wars, right? And people the hint Luke about Skywalker how it's um, 
you know, maybe people don't like how Disney are treating Star Wars and their films. And do you think that has any translation to theme that's park That's more of an interesting. That's more of an interesting. Do you think that could potentially that's be more of an interesting discussion? Maybe people just don't like what the Disneyfication of Star Wars. Maybe, yeah. And so, perhaps. I mean, that's sure. That could be something, right? Yeah. Where it's I like, would agree with now. That. It's now it's more of a, Star Wars has always been a brand, but now it's a a, a Disney brand, right? I mean, that could be something. Right, the yeah, Disneyfication, sure, sure. Or something. Absolutely. I don't know if that's a term, but I've heard it before. You made it up. Well, I don't think I made it. I think someone else said it. But well, you you heard it here, folks. The Disneyfication of something. I think that could be something where people are just sure. don't want it to be, you know, something meaningful to them. All of a sudden, is now owned by the, the mouse, mouse house, as it were. Right. I mean, versus you know George Lucas. I don't know. Because he was so much better at it. Right. I mean, that's the difference. Not, George okay, Lucas not was to still poo-poo, a billionaire. Not, but. not to poo-poo George Lucas. I'm just saying, like, people weren't happy with his with what he was doing either. So it's like... Right. You're never going to make people happy. Yeah. It, well, with Star Wars anyway. Yeah. It's a very toxic fandom. And that's another thing, right? Toxic fandom and, you know. So, who knows? Um, I certainly enjoyed my experience in Galaxy's Edge. You talked about this before. Uh, I think this is an interesting topic. We we don't have necessarily time to get into depth right now about it. Um, maybe return, maybe re- maybe maybe the return of the Jedi will happen sooner than later. That made no sense, but whatever. Maybe we'll return to Batu another I mean, time. I. Uh, I'll we, let, uh, by the way, listeners, I'll let you I know, keep going. By the way, like, by the way, if you want to keep struggling. That's I fine. know that I hinted that Mac would take a Star Wars quiz, but we I decided that we would save this for next week because we were jam-packed with Marvel stuff, Marvel and Scorsese, the Marvel and Scorsese battle. Um, I wanted to touch... Battle for the ages. Yeah, sure. I wanted to touch on that a little bit more again. Um, I think it was a worthy topic. Yeah. Um, Mac will take a Star Wars quiz next week. I kind of teased him a little bit and gave him one question. He might have to look up the answer because I don't know if he has it right or not, but I'm sure he will. I don't know what question it was. Yes, you do. Which hand did Darth Vader chop off from Luke, left or right? And you got a 50-50 chance, buddy. That's my buddy. That's me being a buddy for you. You get 50-50. I think it's his right Okay. If you think it's the right, you think it's the right. But I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I'm just saying. I'm trying to visually see it. I know. The right hand. I I know. I know. I know. know. Um, That's all we have for today. As always, please like, share, comment. Tune in next week. It's a hot take. Tune in next week for Max Tech. That's a tease. That's what they call a tease in the business. Like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, please go to the website, fanboyplanet.com. Check out everything on there. There's great stuff on there. Um, we have two more shows in the month of November, and then we will take a week off. We're going to take the Monday after Thanksgiving weekend off. Cool. Because um, you don't want to hear us every single week. You gotta, we got to kind of leave you wanting some more. We're only going to have a couple main shows in December. And then at some point during December, it won't be on a Monday necessarily. We will sit down. We're going to organize it later on. And we will have our annual top 10, cool. not top 10, and, and things we're looking forward to in 2020 and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. That, but was, that, fun. Will be, that was fun. That, was that fun. will be sometime during Christmas break. But you have us for the next two Mondays, though. Nice. Um, so don't worry about that. We'll be here the next two weeks for you guys. That's all I have. Thank you so much. I'm going to let Joe say goodbye. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening.